Ora and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello Chris. Hello Mark, we're back. Well, I was going to say we're back, but we haven't really been away. Well, we, we've been, it's, it's been an enforced awayment, perhaps. Yes, it has. People may think that uh, we've taken four weeks off, or five weeks off, but we haven't. We haven't. We've been working very hard. It's just, unfortunately, our, uh, our service provider has been uh, having a few problems. With their service provider? We, indeed, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole secret episode out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, people may yeah. find it, maybe not. Well, no, I don't think they can. I think. Well, I don't know. It's anybody's guess. It's it's. There's something out there, maybe. Anyway, so welcome to the world's number one geospatial podcast based in New Zealand. Oh, I've missed those words, Mark. I really have. <laughs> and on this podcast, we talk about GIS stuff, a bit of geography stuff, some mapping stuff. Uh, a bit of techie stuff. Techie uh, stuff. Uh, Drony yeah. stuff, as long as it's related to mappy stuff. Um, <laughs> lots of stuff. Yes. And, and the stuff we talk about oh, is yeah, our own opinion. It is, and, yeah. And doesn't represent anyone we work with, work for. Or any or, of those things. That, or no. You know, big disclaimer, et cetera, et cetera. Big disclaimer. But yeah, but what we also like is getting the feedback. I've actually been surprised at the feedback we've gotten. Have you? While we've been away. Yes. The um, where the hell are you kind of feedback. Yeah. Missed you guys. Um... Yeah, I suppose we should say konnichiwa to our Japanese listeners again. And, uh, or just hello to our US listeners. I was trying yeah. to think of something American. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi there. Yes. How uh, are you doing? Great accent, Mark. You should. Really? That. No. Uh, is this, this keeping in line with all our other great accents on this podcast? Oh, probably. But we, <laughs> okay. don't, want to, we don't want to alienate uh, our listeners. So um, just welcome everybody, wherever you're from, uh, Korea. UK, Singapore, China, China. Well, not mm, not yeah. after last time. No, um, maybe China. We'd like more Chinese uh, listeners. I think we mm. would. Right, let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's a newstastic podcast, by the way. We have got a lot of news. A lot. Well, we've been away for so long. We need it. So, um, yes. With that, I will gently fade that out and. Uh, Spatial news. Chris, good news. Really? What? Yes, this is for you because I know you're you're heading towards this way. I am. GISP certification released. Well, the first practice exam, at least. No, no I'm, I think this is. Uh, I think this is only. Uh, sure, only America. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately. Um, but but yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually worthwhile a look. Um, we went through it in our planning session. Yep. And you did quite well. Thanks, mate. For the three questions we asked. Yeah. So this is the uh, the, the first practice exam for your GRSP certification. Um, popular, reasonably popular, I think, the GRSP, don't you? Don't know, actually. <laughs> okay, I know it's I, in America, it seems, well, they're always there at the ESRI conference. They are, yeah. Um, in fact, I've got a GISP um, fridge magnet sitting right beside me. Oh, how very nice. Um, but what is interesting is that it points the direction of where your 
kind of needing to go with your GISP. If you think, you know, I need a certificate, mm-hmm. maybe GISP is for me, mm-hmm. have a read of the exam, mm-hmm. because it isn't like an ESRI exam. Do you want to give an example question, Mark? Uh, no, I don't have it up on me. Oh, okay. Um, uh, sure. It can't be hard to fix, we've got Google. <laughs> I love the planning we put into this. Sorry, I, I sprung this on you uh, a little bit. Uh, okay. Which method is used to align an unreferenced data set with one that has a special reference information? Do we have options, Mark? A. Scaling. Oh, Chris Tarrant. You're playing for a £15,000. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep, fine. Yeah. Uh, I might have still have three, three lifelines left. Get on uh, Which question number four? Five, actually, but... Which method is used to align an unreferenced data set with one that has special reference information? Is it A. Scaling B. Reprojecting C. Georeferencing D. Defining projections 60 seconds there, Chris. Actually, in this world, it's about five. Uh, I think it's georeferencing, isn't it? And they've got to make me look at the answer. Oh, I don't know. Are there answers? Okay. Yes, actually, it is quite good. They have put all the answers there. Don't, I mean, people are bated breath. Come on. The answer is C. Yes. Georeferencing. So uh, I'm now, I've now got my GIF, GISP, yeah, GISP certificate. Is that right? Is that what you're telling me? Um, no. no. Mm, okay. It's harder than that. I, I stumbled across the easiest question, I think. Well, let, let's just keep with the fact that I've answered the question correctly and, uh, and let other people explore the exam for themselves. But... I think it's actually a pretty good, uh, yeah, little test just for yourself. Maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, we should have one question each episode from now on. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's plan this. So anyway, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's look uh, look out there for the um, this practice exam. We'll put a link up on. Uh, where should we put it up, Mark? Come on. Well, this is where people have got in touch with us before. Facebook. Look at geodorable. geodorable. Uh, Twitter, we're on my geodorable, and email us at geodorable at gmail.com. Yes, get in touch. Spatial news. Good news, Chris. Did I say mm. that last time? Mm. Go on. I think so. Anyway, um, we love a good drone. We love multispectral analysis. We don't like sharks. Oh, that's a bit harsh. I don't mind sharks. You're a kayak couldn't fisherman. Eat, couldn't eat a whole one, but <laughs> actually, you're. Right. I don't mind shark fried and better. Um, anyway, Perth, the country on the west side of Australia, mm-hmm. um, is using multispectral shark detecting cameras on drones to keep the beaches safe. And you have to. I mean, when you think of uh, when you think of shark attacks, I think people think Australia, or they think. Florida actually wasn't Jaws in Florida well I wasn't thinking of Jaws I was just thinking recent shark attacks oh. I think of uh, Aussie or I think of uh, South Africa so great technology um, sharks up to a 10 metre depth can be spotted and warnings sent in real time to the swimmers assuming surely you have your waterproof phone on you <laughs> have they thought about that uh, they've got emerging technologies that have a potential to provide some of these solutions okay the trials used a model shark, 2.4 metres long, <laughs> shaped and coloured like a white shark. Great white shark? Yeah, just a white shark, that's all it says. Okay. 
All right, so that's interesting. Nice use of drones and multispectral. Well, I think that's the thing about drones, isn't it? Um, we've, we've kind of said, mm, yeah, drones. Um, they need to find a, they need to find a use other than just flying around a bit. And this is one of these, you know, um, you start putting uh, extra sensors on your drone, you start making more use of it. Yeah. Hmm. Spatial news. So last time, and more drone stories here, Mike. But last time we. I think I <coughs> uh, may, may have mentioned that um, the US had uh, banned the use of DJI drones because uh, they were scared about cyber vulnerabilities and... Well, no, there were cyber vulnerabilities. There were. Uh, no, I think I said you, they were scared just, that the Chinese were listening to them. And yeah, you, stuff. you just made a connection that wasn't there. And, and that's got absolutely nothing to do with this podcast being off air for six weeks. <laughs> I'm just making that clear. It has nothing to do with it. No. No. But anyway, uh, DJI are back. They are. In spite well, of being defamed. <laughs> they never went away. Um, and what they've done, they, I quite like this idea. So um, they have developed a tracking system called Aeroscope. Uh, and um, <laughs> you're laughing. Definitely. <laughs> Aeroscope. That. Yeah. Right. Um, they've developed this tracking technology called Aeroscope. And basically, what it enables you to do is uh, it, it displays the drone ID for all of their DJI devices. Um, so yeah, each drone has got its own kind of number plate, if you will, and this the, and this aeroscope system uh, lets you track what they are. Yeah, so that's quite good because you can see it coming that we need to have some sort of bureaucracy, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. um, for the drones because people are slightly getting into trouble with them. Yes. Um, yeah. Totally. But um, this is actually so. This is a DJI have done it that was self-policing. Yeah, it's a good idea. So they're going to do this on all their drones, and if um, security or police or someone catches your drone doing something dodgy, they'll know it was you because it's registered, I'm sure. And, and you have to register your drone in the US, I believe. Okay. Hmm. But, interesting. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Very interesting. Spatial news. Now, earlier in the year... We had a great story about drones delivering blood. We did. In Rwanda. Yeah. Um, and that was really, really interesting. Now, what's happened is Australia has, has jumped on this bandwagon. Do you think they saw that story? I mean, they're probably listening, to be honest, to the podcast. I think most of Australia listens to the podcast. Mm, sure. Um, and they've uh, upped, upped the ante, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, blood saves lives, but, Mark, but... But when you're in the outback of Australia, Chris, what do you really need? I need a burrito, Mark. <laughs> you need a burrito. Oh, that yes. most Australian of foods. Indeed, yes. Um, yeah. It's up there with their fairy bread and their pavlova. Uh, so, yes, so Google are trialling a burrito delivery by drone <laughs> in New South Wales. <laughs> this, sorry, sorry this, this isn't April the 1st, right? <laughs> No, I'm, just, I'm just checking this wasn't like a really old story. It's not at all. It's not at all. It's two days old. Yeah. And it truly is that they're doing burritos in the outback with drones. Yes, uh, the delivery of uh, a, a burrito to a town approximately 30, uh, sorry, a farm approximately 35 kilometers outside of Canberra. Yeah, because people faced a 40 minute round trip to pick up their burritos before. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm going to struggle with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so when you're at the pub tomorrow, and 
conversation runs a little bit dry. <laughs> Just say, did you hear about the burrito service in Australia? That's all you can say, right? I'm sure. I'm sure this is just a this is a trial. You know, burritos are just an example. They'll use it for other things, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, let's move on. Spatial news. Okay, more serious stuff now. Yes, uh, serious face on Mike. Yeah, it's going to be hard to recover from a flying burrito. <laughs> so in our uh, in our. Well, in the missing episode, uh, we did reference this before, and we've kind of missed it because we've been off air for a little while. But uh, way back in September, if you can remember that, Mark, that was when we were uh, under a different government. That's how long ago it was. Um, uh, there was an update to watch this online. Yes, well, I just remember this well because um, I'll talk about it at the end. Why? <laughs> okay. But anyway, so what have they got new? Well, Mapua, there is some new um, symbols. There are some new symbol sets, yeah. Emergency management, local government, state government. Yeah, um, excited about those. Um, this is, I quite like this, the uh, the ability to set the refresh rate for an image in your pop-up. That's quite nice, because we have coded that before in previous projects we worked together on. Sure. And you yeah. had to code around that problem. But now, if you want to have uh, you know, a picture of your CCTV or traffic cam updating automatically in your pop-up, it's possible. Yeah, we haven't tested that, so... Well, Maybe true. not do it one second. But anyway, uh, updates to the Living Atlas, which isn't really that big in New Zealand, but it might be big where you are. Clustering, you can con- configure clustering on a large number of points. That's quite nice. Yeah, more configurable apps. Send Better viewer. web builder, mm. send viewer, apps for the field. Anyway, it just gets better, kind of. It does, improvements. Um, but what I was going to say is, if you're using ArcGIS Online, make sure you test when they do an upgrade um, because we just had a problem where they've changed something okay. and our data sync didn't work yeah well yep testing important that is it, well it actually highlights that ArcGIS is part of our GIS solution we have on premise and online and you've got to treat them the same right you don't upgrade ArcGIS server without testing yeah sure harder to do with a, a SAS um, well, you can't roll back. No. And again, this is something we'll talk about later on in Topic of the Week, Mark. Yes. Spatial News. So is this more Esri News? It is. Well, you know, there's an update to uh, just Online. There's an update to the Vector Base Maps. Uh, in particular, they have created a, a new map style, uh, which they called Nova. Um, which uh, a map style that brings an extraterrestrial look and feel to mapping our world. Because quite often when um, <laughs> I'm making a map, I'm thinking, I need a sci-fi extraterrestrial look to my, my This map. one looks too earthly. So what do you think? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll post the link obviously on Facebook, etc, etc. But it does, it reminds me of, like uh, a computer game, you know what I mean? Do you know what I've just clicked with? No. There's a big ad on the ArcGIS page, mm-hmm. Mapping Without Limits. Oh, okay. Hence, they're no longer limited to Earth, Chris. Oh, okay, cool. Well, hey, vector, base maps, all good. Uh, it's a new style. You can't go wrong, can you? No. Hmm. <laughs> Spatial news. Now, this is right up your street. Or should I say alley? Street, Ellie. Street, I don't know. Hood. Hood, my hood. 
Now, as yep. you, yeah, some some listeners may remember, um, in the dim and distant past, uh, I won a um, story map competition uh, by oh. doing a story map on the uh, New Zealand music. It was awesome, actually. It, it was widely panned, I think, for your lack of inclusion of any band outside Auckland, Wellington, uh, or Christchurch. I did lots. Or was of it just bands? me panning it? It was just you, Mister. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we, I actually thought, Chris, you were going to lead off with your. Um, you may have heard that you're a connoisseur, would you say, of hip hop and R and B? No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd never say that. Um, but I do like music, and I guess it kind of counts. Um, so this is the, an interesting. Where are we going? Well, this is a story map all around uh, the geography of hip hop. Um, it's pretty awesome, actually. We're not going to um, play too much because, uh, well, we're not going to play anything because um, we're not allowed to. We're, we're a non-sweary podcast. We can play twenty seconds, I think. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's uh, we'll post it. It's well worth looking at. It's a real, in, uh, you know, interesting exploration of the geography of hip hop and um, how uh, the music kind of spread uh, from the US around the world. I like the way they've linked it with playlists. Yeah, so do I. Actually. That's quite. That's yeah. quite clever. So if, you, if you're if you in Atlanta and you want to know what you need to be listening to, well, you need to be listening to Roses by Outcast to start with. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you may be uh, Chance by It's Routine. It's, it's in no other music coming out of there. They have to go back to Outcast. No, there's there's like a whole there's a playlist of 11 different songs that are Atlanta-related. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, look, you're getting off... I just, am. Right. It's well worth looking at if it's you, a, you know you like music. Um, it's a good story map. Yeah, um, the map is actually awesome as well. All right, moving on. Spatial news. All right, and our ability not to upset China again. We're going to talk about Korea. Well, I just love the fact we've gone from hip hop to Korea. I mean, it's it's, it's K-pop, isn't it? That we should have. It's K-pop. In I'm actually quite a big K-pop fan. No, I know, which is why I mentioned it. Who's your favourite K-pop band? Oh, oh. Sai. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know other ones like the Brown Eyed Girls and uh, yeah there's some other ones Dark Horse Mark Dark Horse no that's Katy Perry no you anyway good link though like funny um, so this is a uh, obviously obviously uh, you know Korea South Korea North Korea a lot in the news at the moment yes there's rising tensions uh, and this is a uh, what is it 10 maps that show the uh, vast contradictions between the two nations it's pretty interesting stuff the one that, that for me shouts out uh, you know perhaps the most obvious one is the satellite imagery at night and um, yeah that's that is actually quite interesting because there is just a dark hole there's nothing in North Korea I say hole dark area yeah over um, over North Korea crazy eh but there's also bunch of other stuff so if you're looking for uh, interesting maps that talk about the differences between north korea and south korea good place to go yeah hmm. spatial news so we're getting slightly darker i feel yeah yeah um yeah i think it's important to explore these things though it is so it's it's not a story map i suppose it's just an interactive map uh, yes, about um, well, gun violence in the US. Uh, on one day. On one day. Yeah, so October the 1st was chosen, um, yeah. mainly because of the events in Las Vegas. Yep. 
Um, so eight, that's probably a bit skewed. So if you took off Las Vegas from the map, you still have a heck of a lot. You do. Um, America that is covered in gun violence. And I think regardless of whether you've, you know, your views on guns, good, bad, whatever, uh, but just just the extent, I think, is, is quite staggering. Um, and also, what, what I find really strange is how it's clustered. Um, you you know, mean it's clustered on the east? Yeah. I mean, market, you know, obviously clustered. Uh, it's, not, it's not just a little bit, it's really obvious. Um, you know, the, the way it's there. Uh, and, and perhaps, I don't know, not where, well, not where you think it is. I don't know. Uh, sure, where did you think of America's gun crime was? I, d- I, would have, I would have said spread throughout the country. Um, not, not clustered in the way it is. I guess, yeah. it, you know, it is only one day and perhaps the rest of the states, you know, shoots well, it, it does have, it's gun violence, it's not deaths. Well, it's a combination of. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's, it's one of those, um, you know, stark maps, I think, which makes a point uh, really obviously. It highlights how well maps illustrate. Yeah. yeah. Events. All right. Enough, enough darkness, Mark. Spatial news. Oh, Chris, you believe in a thing called love? Just li- listen to the rhythm of your heart. <laughs> ah, fun. Um, so, uh, a while back, uh, we had... Um, actually, amazing... not that far back. Well, not that far back, actually. Only one episode in real t- in podcast no, time. More than, more than that. Oh, no, so two. Yeah, we had the amazing uh, Anne Harper uh, join us. Um, she works for Coordinates, and Coordinates have, have just um, started to advertise... Um, uh, what would you call it? The advertise their kind of product price. <laughs> a new service. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm slightly hurt that Anne didn't break it on, <laughs> on our show. Because uh, it, it, we did actually cover this. We're not Seven it. Sharp, Mark. Come on. <laughs> uh, topical reference for our uh, yeah, non, uh, yeah. non-news analysis. Um, okay, so what they've done is they've actually released a um, software as a service pricing, which seems quite reasonable to me. Yeah, uh, likewise. Um, so this is to use their their platform to host your data uh, from as little as um, seventy nine dollars per user per month. Yeah, and then downloads are yeah, on top well. of that. Anyway, but well worth checking out, I think. Yeah, well, it's an interesting way, as, as JC said, if you're an organisation that's trying to get data out there. Yeah. Um, coordinates provides a way and now they've provided another way that you don't have to provide your own infrastructure it's very cool actually very cool hmm. spatial news right speaking uh, of very cool yeah now you know when you've made it in, in the big league right don't you Mike you know well, when you've made it people may accuse us of blowing our own trumpet no, I mean, not. I would just look at the thousands of downloads we actually get. Yeah, and we're not making that figure up. No, um, we verified it before we said it. Um, unlike other political broadcasters or leaders. Um, anyway, there is a, such a thing as the wikigis.com, which is which is pretty famous right if you work in GIS you know about this place right I've actually used it a few times to find references about definitions and what have you oh absolutely yep it's quite cool so anyway um, they have created a new page Chris 
They have um, called GIS related podcasts. Yeah. Sorry, I should say list of GIS related podcasts, Mark. And on it is um, Esri. Who? who? Esri. They're a um, small stateside company. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I may have heard of them. Uh, and very special for another podcast out of the States. Yeah. Um, and then Geodorable. Oh, sandwich between the two. Um, wow. That's that's really impressive. And and sorry, who who are the authors of uh, Chris Morris and Mark Thompson? Sounds awesome. How come you first? Um, it's alphabetical. All right, on both counts. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, uh, so yes, we made it to the list of GIS-related podcasts. I mean, that's without. I mean, yeah. I'm going to put that on my CV. Well, yeah, number one geospatial podcast in New Zealand. Listen, uh, listed on GeoSwiki. Well done, us. Yes, awesome, us. I'm, yeah, very proud. Uh, yeah, my wife would also be very proud, but she's left the country and me. Not like, you know, in that way. Anyway. She's coming back. It's work-related. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> We haven't seen each other in days, actually. I was in Christchurch, and anyway. Uh, so, um, is that news? I, I'm, we, yeah, that was that was news tastic. Awesome. Um, this is uh, so, topic of the week, Mark. Um, <laughs> you're laughing. Well, I'm thinking whether yeah. to play the bed on. I'm, I'm going to play it. Topic of the week. Right, so this was triggered by a few things. It's it's not going to be an in-depth topic of the week. It's not, um, but we thought it'd be worth uh, just explaining where we've been, Mark, or why we haven't been on air. Yeah, uh, um, so listeners may have noticed that over the previous few podcasts, things got a little out of sync they with did. the timing. The longer the podcast went on, the more out of sync we got. To the point where you were saying something... And then I was saying something, and then you would ask the question of what I just said. Mm. Um. And hopefully this is resolved in this podcast, by the way. <laughs> that, 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 that was a, whether, whether that was the... Well, so the problem was, we have a service provider mm-hmm. who, who's been good. Very good. Um, but they have a hardware provider or soft infrastructure, IIS. Yep. So they do SAS on top of IIS. Yep. Um... And their infrastructure people have had been some problems. Pretty major problems. To the point where they've been quite... Oh, well, they haven't been naming and shaming. No, we don't know who they are. But they've said, this is far from ideal many times in their uh, updates. Uh, to the point where actually they, they took our service offline. So the service has been offline for... Uh, ooh, and I'm trying to think how long it's been. Uh, it's two weeks, I think. Two weeks, yeah. So, at least, um, yeah. I, so, so we have, actually haven't been able to record a podcast. Uh, no, and that's that's obviously been um, you know a, a problem for us because we find and, it quite cathartic, obviously. Talking and the world. Yes. Um, but what I, I think what's uh, been really interesting and, and what you know I, I guess we've taken from it is um, when it comes to resilience and it comes to you know GIS uh, and so forth. The more you rely on SaaS and the more you rely on um, infrastructure as a service, uh, 
you, you do it because you think you're going to be more resilient, but sometimes it turns out you're not resilient in the slightest. Well, yeah, it reminds me of that, was it Amazon? Mm-hmm. Who, uh, their technician earlier this year, changed yeah. a little piece of code and yep. took down took down a third of their network. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, we're starting to see a little bit more of this, I think, and it's obviously becoming a, a greater risk. Um, I think, uh, what was that other story we had about, Accent, uh, story about um, Accenture? Accenture. Yeah. So Accenture, um, they misconfigured the Amazon storage, AWS storage. So it's not really Amazon's fault. No. Um, but they did uh, leak security key keys and 40,000 passwords. Which is a bit of a mistake. Um, yeah. I mean, it pales into insignificance against um, Equifax, of course. And there are 163 million um, uh, loss of passwords and so forth, but that that was hacking a slightly different. Yeah, uh, but it but it does just you know again it, it kind of goes to show that um, the more we rely on on you know these technologies, I think the the, the greater the potentially the greater the risks uh, that you have. Um, well, this is when um, in a previous incarnation, Chris, when we worked together, mm-hmm. talking about how you do you know software as a service, GIS yep. um, systems as a service. Um, trying to convince people who weren't infrastructure architects or security people that to actually get this working you needed a lot more investment than just spinning up a server yeah and that if you want to have redundancy and you want to have security it's a bunch of work and it needs to be done well yeah I think if you don't care about it spin it up you know buy a box on Amazon or, or Azure well, I, de- I definitely feel as though the, uh, there seems to be a subtle change. Um, you, you don't see it everywhere, but um, I remember going to an AWS um, conference in Auckland, and you know, as you might expect, that you know the talk was about you know, AWS and how it offers resilience. Um, and, and these days, when I have conversations, what, what you actually see is that um, it's. <sighs> Having stuff off-site, particularly for um, organisations that, that really require it, um, or you know, require being online all the time, it, it's becoming less and less of uh, an option. And I think lots of people used to think, well, hey, we'll just move it off-site and our problem is solved. We're in the cloud, we're resilient, uh, and, and that's no longer the case. I think um, yeah. there's, there's greater threat now. And you need to dig a bit deeper, mm. you know, like Amazon and Microsoft and Whoever else is out there, they do offer some really good platforms, but you need to get professionals involved. Yeah, it's true. And you need true. to do security checks, etc. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Any other stories, Chris, about Amazon? Oh, yeah. Software as a service or well, infrastructure well, well, as a service? Well, what I would say about, oh, yeah, we use this um, program called Cast to, to do this podcast. The, the, the thing that I took from that... Um, was the way that the, the people who run Cast were really, really open and honest about the situation. You know, they were really good at regular updates. There was kind of, you know, we're going to have to take the system offline. We apologise. These are the updates we can give you. And the, and the, the way that it was constantly updated, I just thought, yeah, that's really good customer services. Sorry, customer service. And that, you know, if you're in that situation, your clients are your, you know, clearly your primary, uh, your primary concern. And being able to share that information and not being, um, I don't know, sometimes you're in that situation, you don't really want to share what's going on. You think it, but, but actually them sharing it and saying, hey, we're doing all we can, but 
it's not not that it's not our fault but you know this is in the hands of our security provider and this is what they're doing sorry infrastructure provider and this is what they're doing but no I, I just thought that was really good customer service it is so yeah on that make good customer service be uh, very conscious and conscientious when uh, and hopefully uh, and hopefully this is you know this is the end of it they're all back up and running they're still checking a few things but on the whole they're back up and running but yeah it has taken quite a while for, for that to happen um, yeah well that's I think that's the other thing is that a lot of services don't actually offer resilience yep like taking snapshots of servers and that um, you have to do it at your own cost and and in this case, because it was a software as a service, we didn't have the service. Yes. There was no alternative, you know. Um, and that that's something I think as well that you know that go, that goes into your wider business. If you are relying on key bits of software as a service as part of your overall infrastructure, what happens if that goes down? If you lose one element of it, does it matter? If if, if it is important, then you know. Well, you really even if the out. software corrupts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing it should highlight is that ArcGIS Online, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, has lots of ways to expose your data. Sure. With groups and public access and actually even being able to search for people mm-hmm. and content and organizations. Um, so it's another aspect you just need to think. You can't just stick data up there and not worry about it. Are you saying that um, security through obscurity isn't, isn't actually a good idea, Mark? Not when, not when they remove the obscurity because you've got to search. <laughs> they allows you to search for anything. Uh, yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Good topic of the week. Yeah. Hang on. Um, so uh, people have been missing it, Mark. It's been one of the, uh, the biggest I've requests. I've been missing it, Chris. Well, I've been missing it. Um, Xbox show file, Mark. <laughs> Export to Shapefile. So, Export to Shapefile, a game where we navigate around the ArcGIS toolbox, trying to box us each other into the corner, into a corner, mm-hmm. until one of us finally gives up and cries cries Export to Shapefile. It's a cross between poker, chess, Go, drafts, lots of games. Yeah. Checkers. Mm. Yeah, quite popular at Esri. Uh, we played it at Esri UK. Uh, yep, very popular in Redlands, I know. Uh, I believe there's a few players at Eagle. Um, they should challenge us. <laughs> mm. Maybe, maybe not. I think they're scared. That's what I think. All right. Uh, shall I open? Sure, Mark, sure. Okay. Uh, so, I choose uh, change terrain resolution bounds. Straight in there, 3D analyst. You're not you're not normally a 3D analyst man until much later in the game. I've noticed, Mark. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Krieging. That's what I think. Ooh. Can you actually explain it? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not one of those questions in that GSP, is it? Probably is. Well, let's hope not. Um, of course, I can explain Krieging, Mark. Of course. All right. Uh, while you're trying to think of how to explain it, I'm going to jump in to export replica schema. Export replica schema. Data management. You didn't last long in 3D analysis, did you? Hmm. No, actually, I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay. 
I just thought there's an opportunity. I'll take it. Um, remove attribute index. I'm following you. You are, but you're also taking quite a long time. Sorry. Okay. Uh, nice and simple. Jump over the fence to synchronize changes from a data replica. Uh, convert time zones. Data management yet again. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, rebuild address locator. <sighs> Jumping. Create address locator. Ooh. That's aggressive. Yeah. Uh, band collection statistics. Create mobile cache tool. Okay. Mm. I th I actually thought you'd go for something more aggressive than that. Uh, I'm toying with you, Mark. Toying with you. Okay. Uh, natural neighbor then. Staying with spatial analyst. Select data. Data management. Okay. Well, I've over the shop a little bit, but you know I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, th I thought I was being random, but I'm going to reclass by table. Three in a row, Mark. Uh, yeah, locate features along routes, linear referencing. Hmm. Get out of that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, not sounding like a bad loser. <laughs> but I boxed myself in. <laughs> it wasn't anything to do with you. I'm going to export to shapefile. Oh. See, that's, that's trouble. We've taken time out, um, and you haven't got any better. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> more... I was just... Yeah, what was I doing in, three, in Special Analyst for that long with those tools? I don't know. I when don't I know. said it, when I, I said reclassify by table, I was just like, why? <laughs> Should have jumped out earlier. <laughs> Should have jumped out earlier. Mm. Uh. Oh, well, good game. Nice and fun. Oh, no, but yes. Okay. Good oh, to dust, dust off the cobwebs. It's nice to be back, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> it is. Um, um, and would just keep getting in touch with us, please. Yeah. Please? Yeah. Well, please. Yeah. I mean, please? don't beg. It's, no. It's yeah. nice when we receive mail. It is. That's or true. tweets. Yes. Uh, so look us up on Twitter, my Geodorable, Facebook, Geodorable, or uh, email us at geodorable at gmail.com. And that is it for this week, Chris. It is. It's been a pleasure, Mark. Um, it's a great and, podcast. Uh, well, yeah, I think we've done well. Uh, and uh, we're off. See ya. Bye.